Hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Man On Podcast. Today, we're doing FPL. We are. And if you want to see Darren dressed as an elf, you need to go and watch yesterday's Skypod, because he's not done it today. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh, you didn't say it was right next to you. <laughs> you yeah, just... yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> still something I carry around very often. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I was an elf yesterday as well. Um, if it gets too hot, I'm taking it off again. Uh, I would ask how you are, but I've potted with you yesterday and we spoke in the chat last night in our WhatsApp group, so I know you're both fine. Yeah, yeah. I've got my Christmas jumper on today. I, I do, yeah, yeah. That needs to be presented. I'd have to turn my camera down. Here's my... Uh, oh, not too late. The Roy Keane Christmas jumper has is, is landed. <laughs> the Roy Keane Christmas jumper. Just let those words sink in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whoever thought he'd be on a on a Christmas jumper? Not I. Um, cool. Well, yesterday was Sky. Today is FPL. I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, first off, uh, appreciate everyone who watched yesterday so far. And thank you to the new subs. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I am Darren. There is Martin. There is Craig. <laughs> Thomas <laughs> is at the bottom. He sometimes turns up, but he does a lot of the admin stuff. Um, let's jump in. We got short-term punts and long-term holds. Let's go. Yeah, no players listed on on this slide. It's more just a thought process, maybe to get us a discussion going. So this came about because I don't going back to game week one. Um, I think quite a few people ended up with a team that they was happy to hold for four or five game weeks. Um, and obviously the result of that was they rolled the transfer from game week one into game week two, then got to game week three and still didn't really have a transfer to make. And then was basically making a transfer for the sake of it, burning it maybe, um, and had that those sort of decisions. I remember right early on, I, I to avoid burning a transfer, I just rotated a 5.5 million mid for no real reason. <laughs> Even I didn't particularly want to, which that's just where I got to. And the problem was basically I'd set myself up too much for the long term straight away from the, the initial draft. So I think there's a, a risk of doing the same again here to pick a team with eight or nine, maybe even more players than that, that you, you want long term. You maybe think about selling if there's a double or something, but on the whole, they're, they're longer term picks. Um, and so to avoid what a lot of managers suffered at the start of the season, should we be putting more shorter-term sort of fixture punts in our squad at the start with the intention of keeping them for two, three weeks um, and then selling them? So I know it's booking in a transfer if you want to view it like that, but it means we've got a clear plan with our transfers rather than just basically hoping someone gets injured or something. So we've got a move to make. Otherwise, we'll be looking at our squads in three weeks' time and scratching our heads thinking, I don't really want to change anything here. So... There's a couple of teams on the, on the screen right now we can talk about and a couple of players that maybe you want to think about. Um, so, yeah, over to you, Stu. I don't know what you, your initial thoughts are on, I guess you call them punts versus holds. Yeah. So, this is this is the reason why, um, like, traditionally, um, I quite like having three up front because then I quite like using transfers on a, on a striker spot. So... I know you see you put you know Southampton's fixtures there, you know for so Southampton's fixtures are quite good to start with. So having somebody like Che Adams that then moves to a Danny Ings or a Tony or or whatever, that's that's something I quite like to do. And often these forwards, um, are, you know, good differentials as well. So 
I, I do I do like to kind of think about that and the, it's why I've not got Kane in my team at the moment because I felt like every time I made a team with Kane in it it was very rigid um it was a bit bit like you say like I'm going to be transferring around like five five point five million midfielders probably and that's maybe it so um so yeah I, I I do like to have a space in my team where I think okay that's where I'm going to make my transfers and I, I normally like it to be the third striker What are you looking at right now? So I said on the screen at the minute is Chelsea with four seemingly quite attractive games. Um, Fulham, again, it's five actually, is it five games in four game weeks? Same for Fulham. Then Man United have got obviously the obvious three before they go into Man City. Um, and it's Arsenal, I think, after that. And then Southampton, as you say, for their run goes on a little bit longer, to be fair. Probably a hold for maybe six, seven games if you wanted to. Mm. I guess Man United are the obvious team where you might want to start with a couple. Yeah. Um, and then they're an easy move off for that little yeah. run of Man City Arsenal. Again, do we just want one? Or do we, I know there's slides coming up on Man United, so we won't talk about it too much now. But I guess it's an argument for Bruno versus Rashford. That gives you two slots to then juggle some finances around, the, I guess, and then get rid of them both. Zaha, although Crystal Palace aren't on the slide, has got two quite attractive games on paper and then it goes off. So maybe he, we obviously would have to make a transfer in game week 19. We roll um, into 18, then we'll have to make one. So maybe Palace are a good team for that. Two good games, and then they're the one team we've only got maybe two good fixtures, where other teams have got three. So maybe that's an argument for having Zaha. It's, I say it's it's a yeah. of having a plan, I guess, about what you want to do with your transfers rather than just having a squad that's basically a dead team, isn't it? Almost otherwise. What yeah. are you thinking? I've got two, three Man United at the moment. Uh, as you guys know, I was considering uh, one Southampton. I am, I am a little bit. I, I do, uh, like I said, I like Shea Adams, but I, I just can't trust him again. So I did mention yesterday Ward Prowse as a potential. He, 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 he might make his way into my team actually. With those in mind, the one thing to be careful of is obviously Mitrovic with Fulham. The game you'd really want him there for. Really, I've, I've, the doubles aren't great. Leicester and Chelsea. So Southampton at home is a game you'd maybe want him for, but if he picks up a yellow card against Crystal Palace, he's going to be suspended for Southampton, which puts me off Mitrovic, to be fair. And Chelsea, they just don't have... We know they've got problems in midfield. They, they, they have, you know, a lot of their midfielders will be out because they made the latter stages of the World Cup. Some are injured, Kante, for instance. So for Chelsea, there's literally only one player that ever goes into my... Two, actually, both in the defensive areas that go into my team. Um the only thing I'm considering right now is like three Man United, genuinely, out of all that list. I've only got three, I think, from these clubs at the minute. I've got a double Fulham everyone's got. I've but got Andreas one. is a long-term hold. He doesn't fit into the short-term punt section. Mitrovic, I think, arguably is the same. I, I wouldn't be against selling him for a bad run of games. But equally, I think he's already proved this year. He scored in quite a few games where you would probably happily not had him. I think he scored against Arsenal, he scored against Liverpool, for example. So I think he kind of ticks both. And then I've got Rashford at the minute for Man United. I've got no Chelsea, no Southampton and only one Man United. I've got um, six. So you're definitely in the short-term punt camp then. Yeah, so I've got Kepa, James, uh, Shaw, Rashford, Martial and Andreas. Hmm. So I've got I've got James and Rashford from these. But I've also got Salah, who, who, you know, I think will be 
a transfer perhaps for De Bruyne later on, unless he's absolutely killing it. But totally agree. Um, I've got Salah. Yeah, I guess Mitrovic is quite handy then. He say kind of ticks both boxes. If you have to hold him, it's fine. But he does score in games that maybe on paper at least doesn't look great for Fulham. Um, but equally, there will be a striker around his price point, probably with better games for, a, for at least a little batch of fixtures where you could jump off and back on. I think Tony's quite good, I think, around the time Fulham aren't good. So I guess he's quite a good person to start with. Even for that, you get four fixtures in the first three and then you can hold or you can sell. I mean, an extra 30 charges against Tony found yesterday. So uh, <laughs> they might speed up the process of, you know, giving him a lengthy ban. He'd probably be retired by the time they ban him. It'll be pointless. Genuinely. <laughs> Insane. Um, should we move to the next slide? We can move on. I think that's enough. Talk about that yeah, one. How many Man United? Yeah, moving on from that, how many do we want? So, with those first three are really good. Forest at home, Wolves away, Bournemouth at home, and then two bad ones. So, it does feel like you want them for the three weeks and then you probably sell. Yeah. I'm not against holding Rashford as a permanent holder. I was going to... Yeah. I think he does fit that box. Bruno, probably not so much, but Rashford, I think, is cheap enough that you could play him and hope, especially if he's playing up front. Just some stats for the last six game weeks before... Um, before we broke up for the World Cup um, because I, I think Man United have improved since they've become more familiar with Ten Hag's system. Casemiro came in and a few things like that. Maybe Ronaldo was dropped a bit more. I think that they did get better uh, as the World Cup came up. Yeah, but I, I decided to pick six weeks. I, I didn't look at eight weeks. Maybe there was a difference. But for the last six weeks, they're the joint fourth um, best defence in terms of goals conceded. Five goals let in in six weeks. Joint fourth for clean sheets. They kept three. Joint third for shots in the box conceded, joint fifth for shots on target conceded, and fourth in terms of expected goals they should have conceded. So they are up there as one of the better defences. Um, all of the sort of main metrics you would want to judge them on their sort of top five, which is good news if you want their defenders. Obviously, it's not ideal for game week 17 because we're not quite sure what the back four is. And then probably name 18 and 19, it may change to the more familiar one once people start coming back, which makes it a bit awkward. I wouldn't mind this time with Dallow or Shaw, to be honest, if I was a bit clearer with who was going to be at centre-back. But maybe maybe you could punt Maguire for a couple here for these games and then move him on. And then from an attacking perspective, um, numbers not quite so good, but in, there's, there's a couple in there. Um, I know you can pick and choose any metrics you want to, to suit an argument, but there's a, there's a couple in there that are quite noteworthy. They're the fourth best for big chances in the last six game weeks, uh, created 16. Ideal if Rashford does play up front. Um, they're second in terms of their XG from open play. Now, I know set pieces are a part of football, but pretty good when they're playing against a couple of weak defences coming up. So you'd probably expect them to score goals with a second best, uh, second best XG from open play. And shots on target as well, they're joint second. So I think they appeal kind of at both ends of the pitch as well. It's not just prioritise attack or defence. I think all round their numbers are, are good. So it does make sense, I think, to have one. I think it's probably a good argument to have two, to be honest, if you can fit them in. Mm. But, um, and that's I wouldn't put people off three, if especially if you are happy to hold, say, Rashford probably more so, or a defender. If you are happy to have them longer term, maybe you could find a decent rotation for your... For your cheap defender, I, I I've got Shaw right now. I am considering bidding him off simply because what you mentioned there in terms of they've they can have a really makeshift defense because if you think about it, they'll have probably Maguire and Lindelof, uh, Shaw, 
and then Telez, I guess, because there's no Martinez, there'll be no Varane, I imagine. Um, no Dallow, he's injured. So I think I'll be kind of a bit crap at the back. Like I say, we've talked about it a bit yesterday about his hamstring. He, he obviously went off of Portugal with it, but I don't think we've had an update yet about the severity. Uh, no, true. I mean, he could make it, but I, I didn't think he would. So, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know who Shaw becomes, to be fair, because when you look at when you look at Forest Wolves and Bournemouth, you're probably going to want one. But when I've got three Man United players right now, come that game week 20, I'm going to want to move at least two on. You know, I, I don't know. hate Shaw. If you're going to keep him long-term and rotate him with Ben White, for example, I think that's a perfectly fine sort of third defender rotation or something. And you could just hold Shaw until the fixtures swing back. Um, and say, yeah, Rashford, if he's playing like a midfielder, playing out of position, then there's always a hope he'll get something, right? So he's a possible hold as well. But... Yeah, I've only got one at the moment in my team. But I think there's a clear argument here that you could go with, if you, even if you went with three, I don't think that's unreasonable. No. What do you think of um, think of Anthony? Like, obviously, Fernandez and Rashford, that's um, obviously a, a lot more ex- expensive than Rashford and Anthony, for example. So we know Sancho's not going to be anywhere near the first team for a while. So he's, he's, he's probably fairly... Fairly nailed, is he? Like, does he appeal at all? No, I, I really don't like him as an asset. I don't I don't think he's that great? Sadly, I think he's the way I view him. I think he's a very good wide player for modern football. He's technically he's very good. He's really hard to get the ball off, and he obviously fits this sort of pressing style that teams want. Is he does he have enough goal threat? Is my argument with him, and obviously for FPL or all fantasy games, really, we want goals from your wide players. Mm-hmm. I think for what Man United are trying to achieve long term in terms of a style, I think he's a very good fit for them. And I say he's he's secure on the ball; he's very hard to dispossess, and I think he lacks a little bit of pace. I would argue for he hasn't got that outright acceleration that the best wingers have got. But he's, he's a good dribbler. I just at the moment, at least, I don't think he's got enough goal threat. Where Rashford. Yeah. He's got to score goals, right? It, I think you get this with teams. One winger's got goal threat. One winger's maybe yeah. a bit more creative. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I, I think, um, yeah, if, if it was, you know, Anthony or Rashford, I think it's um, a no-brainer. It's Rashford. I just wondered if there was any scope. You know, you're talking about, you know, maybe three Man United just for those few weeks. Would would he be in that mix? Um, Most teams, you wouldn't be upset having Saka and Martinelli as both of them for a good Arsenal run, would you? And they both kind of, they're not identical to those two players, but Rashford's got the Martinelli role and Anthony's got the Saka role without the pens. But if you look at it from that perspective, I guess having both is viable. And it'll be a differential, Anthony, because I don't think, I've not really heard him spoken about. Nobody, nobody's mentioned Anthony. He's very much a wide, a wide winger or wide midfielder, whereas Rashford plays more like an inside forward. Like he wants to come in and, and be a forward. Um, so, I mean, that's exactly what you're saying, Craig. Uh, it's very creative, uh, staying out wide. Whereas Rashford, his whole game is let's let's come in, let's come inside. Um, so, yeah, the goal threat for Rashford is much is much bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as I say, if it's one or the other, then it's Rashford. But I was just, I was just looking at Man United's player list and just saw him there and thought, oh, I hadn't thought about that. But um, how much is he, yeah. Martin? Seven point five. 
So he's in that ballpark where we are considering other people. And I've seen a few people think about Mason Mount, for example, because Chelsea have got a few extra fixtures. Don't get that. He's a bit <laughs> of a... He tends to do well against weak teams, doesn't he? I think he's, history's doing well against um, sort of the, the bottom half teams under a different manager, granted. But... Mm. Yeah, I don't hate that, Martin, as a differential, to be honest. So there's so much scope in the middle in price points for midfielders that you could punt any number of about 20 players, I think, and it would look okay. I guess he... Yeah. It's probably, I don't think... Yeah, if you look at it like that, I don't think Bruno's worth well, he's about two and a half million more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Let's go. Then this, is your, this is your Ben White slide. Yeah, well, it's just in general, what to do with Arsenal, because a lot of their players are so cheap, you kind of feel like it's easy to own so many of them. You've got White at 4. defence <coughs> or 4.6, whatever he is now. Martinelli, a lot of people have had since he was 6 mil. When Ketty looks like he's now going to start and he's 6.5 or something. Odegaard's cheap. Saka is a good price. Oh. <laughs> um, there's just so many options that... It's one, it's hard to know which three you want. I think most of us will probably do want three, at least two for now, maybe wait for the third spot. But so there's some questions to ask around sort of Arsenal and where we go with this. So I've just written three possibles on, on the screen. There might be more to, that we can talk about. So the first one is, is Ben White enough defensive coverage if we're looking to play 3-4-3? Three, three? So Arsenal were very close to Man City, borderline the best defence in the league so far through the first, whatever many, 15 game weeks. We would have no qualms, I don't think, doubling up on Man City defence. I haven't seen many people considering doubling up on Arsenal defence. And in <laughs> fact, most of the teams I've seen have got Ben White as their only Arsenal defender and he's probably their fourth defender and they're looking to play 3-4-3. Three, three. So most weeks he's not even going to be in the team. He's going to be your first sub and possibly not even get on. So second best defence in the league and most weeks you won't have any of it actually playing. So... Yeah. Yeah, some thoughts on what you're looking to do with Arsenal defence, first of all, I guess. And yeah, right. I haven't got any in at the moment. I've got like a proper Ooh. play, I've got a proper playing back five, and none of them are Arsenal. Um, a back five. I just, I just, um, just not in love with their fixtures. Like, I don't know, I do, I agree with you, they are very good defensively, and even you know, even like even against like Man City or whatever, they're not probably not going to get battered, but I don't know if the clean sheets. Because that's that's the thing with Arsenal defenders. It's not like they haven't got like a Trippier where if they let in a goal, you know, he could get an assist and three bonus still, a couple of bonus still, because he's taking all the corners and whatever. Like you, you are looking for the clean sheets with Arsenal defence, aren't you? And uh, I'm just not sure, not sure if they're there to begin with. Maybe, and without Jesus, are they going to be able to press from the front as effectively? Are they going to be? Is that going to? I know it sounds a bit weird, like. Is Jesus going to cause them to concede more goals? But it might do, um, I think, if they can't press from the front as well, because he's such a menace. But yeah, so that's where I am with it at the moment. Um, so I did have a double up today of uh, Gabriel and Saliba um, at one point, but that has now changed and I've just got Saliba. Um, I don't think Ben White is enough defensive coverage if you're playing three four three because I think he's rotation risk, genuinely. So I personally, if I was playing a back three, which I'm which I'm not, I wouldn't ever think about having Ben White in there. I do think we're having an Arsenal defender is definitely worth it, 
um, based on their on their stats and being the like, you know second joint best defensive uh, team. I don't see any reason why that should stop really. So I, I'm quite happy to, to to definitely have one. Um, but yeah, not not Ben White for me. Well, I've just taken him out of my team. So he was, I think he is the best defender at that price point as a standalone. But I think, say, I'd want to be playing him every week if I had him because Arsenal's defence is too good, which means he would have to be my third defender, not fourth defender, as a lot of people have him. Um, And then maybe you could have a decent fourth that you could try and find a a decent um, strategy that has a good game when White doesn't. And I'm not against benching White in an away game or something if... But this weekend, for example, home to West Ham, you want to be playing Ben White in that game. You don't want to be benching an Arsenal defender for that. So I am now looking at a, a team with Ramsdale in it. Not because I think he's the best keeper, but obviously that means I'm going to play Ramsdale every week. So it guarantees me a, an Arsenal defender every week. Um, just because an elite defensive team like that, I feel like you want a piece of it. And you don't want a piece of it sometimes or relying on an injury and or a random team sheet to fuck up to mean you're getting brought on by accident. So I'm now looking at, I think one defender is okay, but I think you want one defender that, that plays every week, not one that yeah. 80% of the games isn't playing. So That's my point, yeah. So yeah, it, it, could, it could be white. I don't know if the, the centre-backs are worth the extra 0.7, to be honest, or 0.8, wherever they are now. Any but, any love for Tierney or Tommy Asu? No, I, I think White, Gabriel, Saliba, Dinchenko is comfortably first choice back four. Okay. And you're relying on... Zinchenko, Zinchenko was obviously getting taken off quite uh, about 61 for Tierney before the end as well. So that's the other thing to note. But uh... So yeah, next question, you touched on it a bit, Martin, about Nketiah coming in for Jesus. You t- talked about it a little bit then from a defensive standpoint. Do you think it would cause a, an impact on the goals drying up as well? It's difficult. It's difficult, isn't it? I mean, um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, Jesus gives you more than just goals, right? And so it's not. I mean, they've got they've got players that can you know like you know Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard. Like these guys are not not bad in front of goal, but. Yeah, it's just whether it's just whether they, you know, whether without Jesus they can get the ball to like stick in the final third quite as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. It's, it's it's a bit of a concern, but we've not seen it yet, have we? Obviously, Jesus has only joined this season. This is the first time that he's been not available, so it'll be interesting to interesting to see. But I think um, I think it must make a di- it, it must make a bit of a difference unless I don't. I I don't know that much about Nketiah. I can't say I can't say I've watched him play that much. Like, is he gonna, you know, if it is Nketiah in the team, is he going to be able to cover the ground that Jesus covered? Is he going to be able to help Arsenal pen teams in the way that Jesus did? Um, I'm not sure. I um obviously I've got Martinelli, and I, I but just before we started, I mentioned that Martinelli was rumored to be playing up front. That's what Arteta said. He's going to play Martinelli up front. Um, whether that's a reliable source or not, I don't know. I'd have to go and check, but it's something I was reading just before. Um, it, it's Martin's right. We, it's an unknown. It's a complete unknown. Um, I think it will make a very small difference, but not a huge impact in gen in general. 
the, the, the movement of Saka, Martinelli and Odegaard is enough, I think. Um, let's see what they do in the first couple of games. But it wouldn't put me off having Martinelli at the moment because I think he's guaranteed to either play on the left still or up front. Um, they're still going to get the ball up there, you know, so it is what it is. Um, let's just wait and see. Yeah, I'm not sure where to start with him. I think his skill set is actually more similar to Jesus than what maybe a few people I've seen on Twitter and stuff think. I don't think he'll have a massive impact. If anything, I think he'll do better than Jesus at holding the middle of the pitch, where Jesus does seem to drift absolutely everywhere. See him quite often now on the left wing, for example. Yeah. I think Ketty will do a better job at maintaining some sort of presence centrally. So whether that hurts or hinders Arsenal, I don't know the fact that he's going to be a bit less flexible with his movement. But in terms of what he gives them on the ball, I don't think there's a massive drop-off. So maybe he'll, if he holds the box, does that limit the impact of others? Does he take their space? A bit like apparently what Darwin is supposedly does with Salah a bit. They occupy the same positions. And so there's a few sort of theories that Darwin sort of makes Salah a weaker option because Salah doesn't get quite as many chances in the positions he likes to because of where others stand. So does Nketiah being around the box more impact others? I, I don't know. Again, we haven't seen him enough. But I don't, I don't doubt that. I think he's very cheap. If you're looking at a 6.5 million striker from a top two team, that's probably, I think, fairly nailed now for what we're going to get six, eight, six, eight weeks. It's cheap, right? Yeah. Um, but then again, I'm not, I'm not going there or with Odegaard or Saka, I don't think, to start with. That was the last question. I was going to say, your last question has been answered, I think, by both of us, by all of us. No, so I'm not done with Martin, Just Martinelli? That's Johnny Arsenal at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the option of going up when the fixtures turn a bit, is, your, is that purely a fixture decision for you? You've only got one. Yeah, so I'm not massively in love with the fixtures, but Martinelli is, you know, he's such good value and I've held him since day one, so... Um, you know, it's, it's it's going to be a if I do ever sell him, it's going to be quite a big decision because you know I'm going to lose I'm going to lose a lot of value there. Um, but I'm happy to keep him, just him. But yeah, it's it's just that unknown really. Um, I say I'm not massively in love with the fixtures. We don't really know how much Jesus being out is going to impact them. Um, so yeah, that's it really. You've got how many there and two? Two, yeah, Saliba and uh, and uh, Martinelli. Um, yeah, I wouldn't double up with any of the attacking assets, really. No, I'm going to hold as well. I've got Martinelli and I think Ramsdale for now. And I, th I think I'll, it's very likely, fairly soon, I will get that Asaka in. But it, I won't be starting with it. So, yeah, two for me as well to, yeah. to start with. Cool. Oh, Darren's dilemmas. Well, this has changed very slightly. <laughs> So yeah, just a quick thing. We've all got our sort of, at the moment, for those on audio, we've all got our sort of locked players in and then we've got a couple of blank squares where we've obviously got some decisions to make and we've penciled in a couple of sort of fillers that would occupy those roles. A few players in there that may be talking points. So Darren's team at the moment's got, what's that, four, nine locked players and six blocks. Yeah, so the only one that's changed actually is Trippier. I have removed Trippier. Um, I wasn't, I just wanted better. Um, so I'll read you, I'll read you my current team. So I've got Stones now in, in defence. Um, Shaw, James and Robertson. Um, and I've got Saliba as well. So that's my, that's my five defenders, which I, I quite like. Um, 
Martinelli, Salah and Andreas are still in there. They are joined by Rashford and Almiron. Uh, although Almiron is someone, again, I'm not, I'm not totally sure. And I think I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned it on pod or not, but Mitrovic being on a yellow, yeah, I did it earlier, didn't I? Mitrovic bothers me being on a yellow card. Um, and the fixtures for me are brilliant. I know it's Mitrovic, but um, my strikers are Haaland, Darwin and Martial. So I, I want to punt Martial um, straight off the bat for United. Um but there are a couple of others, as you can see on the right-hand side, that, that I did consider and I have had in in the team. Um, Bruno, obviously, but I've gone Rashford over him. Diaz, uh, of course, for, for Man City, um, but I've gone Stones at the moment. I think that'll be the centre-back pairing, uh, to be fair. Um, it's difficult to know because Man City don't actually have any injured uh, defenders anymore, do they? They're, they're all fit, as far as we know. So I think it will be Cancelo, Stones, Diaz and, and Walker. Um, I think Akanji and uh, Ake will drop out from what they've been playing for the last couple of weeks or what they were playing before the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, a couple of interesting ones in Madison and Ward-Prowse. I mentioned Ward-Prowse. Um, I was speaking to someone on Twitter today and my apologies because I forget the name of who, but they were, they were mentioning that... Uh, they're trying to use Ward Prowse as a central midfielder who's drifting out more to the right-hand side to actually get balls into the box because he's got such good delivery. Whether or that will just then open them up, <laughs> open them up through the middle, who knows? But that's apparently the way they're trying to play at the moment to get the ball into Shea Adams like that way because he's very good with his head. Um, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, that kind of put me off Ward Prowse after I heard that. In all fairness, but there we are. That that's kind of me and what I, what I'm considering. I mentioned there again, Adams didn't I? Shea Adams. You know, right, Martin. He did score two goals yesterday, but they weren't very good. One was scuffed. One was offside. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, but one, 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 one was offside, so that wouldn't have counted because of VAR probably. <clears throat> and the other one was 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 uh, uh, not a great finish, an easy one. But um, yeah, you that is I saw about eighty goals in a, from inside the six yard box or something. Can't <laughs> they weren't very good because I was all right on top of the goalkeeper, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to you with that next time you celebrate a captain goal and it's like not not a brilliant goal i'm gonna come back to you with that sorry mate. Well, it, doesn't, it doesn't count because it wasn't very good all right what what i mean was it was very easy to score it was no individual brilliance or let's be fair it was um it he's not going to get the opportunity in the prem let's be fair they were playing they played lincoln he's not going to get that kind of goal in the prem every single week is he so if he had taken three men on and put one away, I might think ah, that's tasty, but he didn't. Yeah, one was offside and one was an easy goal because Lincoln can't defend. So, you know, it, it's, yeah, a brace, but it's uh, not. So, yeah, that, I mean, that has put me off Shea Adams, but great price and great fixtures. So that's, it's hard, but that's why I've got Martial in. That's who I, I dropped for. Uh, I dropped for Martial. Um, Martial's also got good fixtures, and he's you know exactly. he's, a, 
he's a better player, isn't he? But he's yeah, just... exactly. This fit, his fitness concerns me. That's the yeah. only thing. Like, will he yeah. stay fit? Is he yeah. going to get knocked in the first game, and then I'm going to be going straight to Shea Adams um, or Mitrovic maybe um, if he uh, doesn't get a yellow card in the first game? But there's me. I've got any problems for your team, Darren? Apart from maybe the defense. I can't believe you've got Trippier out. I think he looks the most nailed defender of all. I think he gets more bonus points than any other defender, and he's got reasonable chance of attacking contributions as well and he's quite cheap feels yeah. like feels like the one defender that's kind of unmovable to me I think there's arguments about some of the other sort of more highly owned defenders but I can't really justify a reason not to have him I don't think I mean he 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 could come in maybe for sure maybe that maybe that's the way I'd go like I mentioned I, I'm not I'm not buzzing off having the, the Man United defense because I do think that they'll uh they'll be a bit fragile but then again the fixtures are really good aren't they so it's difficult not to want a defender a man united defender but am i already shoehorning in a transfer because i've got three united players uh and you know come game week 20 they got a couple of red fixtures or less that's bad fixtures so am i by starting with shore over trippier shoehorning in a transfer already so is it is it better to drop him and go for trippier your team as well didn't really have any obvious subs, right? Andreas is your only real... Yeah, that's the other problem. I've got on my bench, if I look at my team right now, on my bench, I've got Saliba, Almiron and Andreas. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of money spent there. Like You've got Stones, who obviously I think is more than likely to miss half the games. It, me personally, I think Laporte's their most now centre-back because one, he's left-footed and I think... I've got Claudio about Laporte. <laughs> I think Claudio <laughs> likes a left-footed centre-back on the left side. I think the passing lanes and angles having a left-footed player in that position is good. So if, if, he, if I was to rank them, I think he's the most nailed of the defenders. Not saying he won't miss games still, he will. But I, I would consider having... If people want the double defence... I would maybe have him. Yeah, I completely forgot about Laporte. Um, uh, I really did. Yeah, Stones is probably a bit risky. He's a bit cheaper, isn't he? But uh, he is. Know. But that sounds yeah. He is. He is risky because I completely forgot about Laporte. Um, he's quite dear though. He's like five point eight, which is the same as Reese James. Now I would still argue I'd rather have Laporte than Reese James. We'll get on to Reese James on Martin's team when we get to that. But I've got yeah, Reese James. Is, no, I, I want Reese James. Um, yeah. We'll see. No other thoughts for me, though. Yeah, I think Trippier has to be in, and maybe I could, you could argue you want one guaranteed third bench every week. I, think, I don't think that's the worst, a bad spot to be in to have that one player you're really happy to bench. It's got to be a Patterson or Bueno, probably, I would think, as one of yeah. your defenders is the obvious person to put in that spot. Yeah. I think your squad is possibly a bit strong. I don't know what you think, Martin. Yeah, I, I, kind, of, I kind of had. Um... The first few drafts I did had a strong bench, and yeah, I talked myself out of that. Um, especially when you've got someone like Andreas, who you could argue, you know, you, you I, I don't, I don't mind if people have got drafts where that where they're using Andreas as a playing, you know, midfielder because it allows them to strengthen elsewhere. Like he's such a good first sub. Yeah, I just think that's fine. Um, okay, well, I'll go back to the drawing board. Thank you very much. <laughs> Got a mind. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've, I think I'm sort of almost there. Um, as you can see, I think I've, I want to go with that sort of playing back five. So five Ooh. five wing backs, essentially. So James Robertson, Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo and Trippier all in. 
a lot uh, of money. So, yeah, I just think, I, th I think this was quite popular at the start of the season and obviously it didn't go particularly well. But, you know, we all did that for a reason. Um, and there's still a lot of the season still left to go. And I just want to try it again, I think, because... It's a great way to be different, right? That's got so much upside if it comes off and no exactly. one's going to do it. Exactly, yeah. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm not, not, not had an, ama an amazing start either. So um, it could be a way to catch up a little bit, but I just think, I just think they're good value players. I mean, we spoke, see, we spoke in pre-season, you know, Cancelo and Trent, based on their historical points totals at the end of the season, they should be closer to 9 million um, based on the points they score. Um, and it's and it's you know you can apply the same sort of logic to James Trippier and Robertson. Um, so so yeah, I'm going to go with it. I think there's value there. Um, so my my kind of quandaries then are just down to who to have as a, a keeper. Um, so Pope or save the money with Kepper or or um, someone like Sanchez that's a bit cheaper. Um, and do I have a premium? midfielder um and like a dead third forward so at the moment um in my team that's set at the moment I've got Greenwood in that third striker spot with Salah in the team so it's, it's so do I have Salah and then a dead third striker or do I go with Kane or Darwin um and have a playing cheaper midfielder so some examples there so I could have for example um you know to fill these four black spots I could have Pope, Salah, Matoma and Greenwood and then you know Matoma and Greenwood would be on the bench or I could have Kepa, Salah, Zaka and Greenwood um, with a bit more money in the bank so that's like Zaka on the bench instead of Matoma um, and then Kepa and goal instead of Pope just gives me a bit more money in the bank um, for you know flexibility later um, or you know the striker options. If I have no Salah, I could have Kepa, Kane, Almiron, and Zaka, or Kepa, Darwin, Foden, and Zaka, for example. And there's a lot of Zaka there. We didn't really talk about him, but I think he's a decent, he's a decent um, yeah. option for his price as well. That's not a bad shout. Um, so yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm definitely leaning towards having Salah and then a dead, a dead third striker. Um, despite what I said earlier about normally liking three strikers, but then I've gone for this big five at the back. So, um, cause I think like having Salah means that you can move to De Bruyne later on if you want to, um, you can move to Son if that's looking good for, for a bit. Um, I just think it's a bit more flexible than having Kane in your team. Um, cause we've already got Haaland. It's like, where am I really going to want to move from Kane to another forward of that value? Like, it's just him and Darwin, really, isn't it? So, I just, I just think having Salah is gives you a lot of flexibility. But yeah, I'd probably. I think I, I like the bottom one, Kepa, Darwin, Foden, Jacker. But I, I completely get you've not got an easy route to a premium mid. Then, if you do need one, uh, it's probably two transfers probably to get there from. If you if you get that position, I think Darwin is just too cheap. His, his numbers are up there like with Haaland in terms of his XG I know he's not as clinical but at 9 million I think and now why the other two are injured um, I think he's too cheap but let's say it does in terms of structure for you it makes it tricky so I think begrudgingly I think I probably agree that the Salah one is probably better mm. 
Um, what, what do you think about pepper, um, pepper, 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 or Pope? Should I just <laughs> pick, pick, stick with no, Pope? I, I don't think Newcastle's fixtures are good enough to warrant two now. Yeah, uh, he's got Trippier already. I'm also not convinced by Chelsea either. I, I would be more inclined to. That's what I said about Arsenal earlier. I'd be more inclined to put Ramsdale in goal. I'm guessing you can afford if you can afford Pope. Yeah, some Arsenal coverage. Or yeah, I don't hate Sanchez. I think Brighton are an improving team. Um. And I, if I was pushed now, I'd expect Brighton to keep more clean sheets than Chelsea for the remainder of the season. That might, might come back to bite me on the ass that comment. But I, I trust the Brighton, <laughs> the Brighton setup more than the Chelsea setup. I think Chelsea have got better players. But I think Brighton tactically are, are, are better and football is about style and the way teams play now. So I, I don't hate Sanchez as a pick. To, to me, I think it's between those three in goal. Sanchez, Kepper and, and Hensdell. So... I don't. I don't think Pope, especially now with the Newcastle fixtures, is worth it. With because you're going to play both of them every game. Yeah. So I'd probably leave Pope. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to force your hand between Kepa, Sanchez, and Ramsdale. I, I think Arsenal come to be the best defence of those teams, but yeah, you less saves than the other two. So that, it depends how much weight you put on on that as well. Yeah, but interesting. Kepa for me is that he's going to be the most owned goalkeeper. I think that's pretty clear. Yeah, you've got to need some, especially all of us are a little bit behind. We're going to need some players to close gaps on people. Yeah, and that's... the goalkeeper is Kepa that good? That, that taking on Trippier seems stupid to me. Taking on Haaland obviously wouldn't do it, but the keeper he only takes a couple of clean sheets and a, maybe some bonus and some saves. You can get 30 points in three weeks. I think Pope did it the other year when he was at Burnley. They had a, a, a all right run. No one obviously wanted to make a goalkeeper transfer, so no one had him. And he went on a massive run of clean sheets and saves and bonus. And he, had, I think he gained about 15 points in three weeks on other goalkeepers. Um, I don't know what goalkeeper is more likely to do that, but I, I don't think Kepa's that good that he warrants being the most expensive goalkeeper. I really what Jesus was like at the start of the year as a striker. It just felt like he was going to do well, but his ownership was too high. And maybe we could gain by punting against him. It feels a bit like that with Kepa to me. Yeah, interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, do I really need to be having a Newcastle double defence or a Chelsea double defence with Kepa? Am I better off trying to cover off another team with the goalkeeper? Yeah, I'll give that some thought, definitely. Cool. Over to you then, Craig. Craig's catch-22s. Look at these catchy little <laughs> names we got. Yeah, I've locked in quite a few. Warding goal... Um, I've locked in um, in defence I can't even read that right who is that first one oh Patterson's locked in yeah as the permanent third sub Cancelo Trippier are in with him they'll start every game um, and then Martinelli Rashford Salah and Andreas will start and Mitrovic and Haaland will start so I've got five spots and it hinges on probably what I do in midfield with that last midfield slot um, or possibly up front so one draft Scott Ramsdale, this is my one at the moment I have got. Um, Ramsdale in goal to get that Arsenal coverage. Robertson and Dunk. Then I could play Robertson, Trippier, Cancelo every week. And I, I prefer... I think Brighton are, are kind of on the cusp of being a really good defence, but not good enough that you want to start them every week. They're not quite Arsenal levels of elite defence. So I feel a lot more comfortable benching Dunk every week than benching Ben White every week. And they cost about the same. So just to not get quite so annoyed by keep seeing Ben White's clean sheet on the bench all the time. I'd rather have Dunk and then get Ramsdale in goal to give me the Arsenal permanent coverage. 
Darwin up front because I think his XG numbers are really good and he's he's nailed for now. And that gives me about seven million to spend on a midfielder. So I've got Trossard as a temporary hold in there because I feel like he could score against anyone. But that could be down to Almiron and have a million in the bank. Um, anyone else around that price point I could have as well. I'm not set on who that will be yet. But I've got about seven million to spend on my final midfield spot. So any recommendations are welcome. Um, I'm not sure Brighton's fixtures are good enough to really run Trossard through the next three, four weeks, but I just put him in there for now because I could afford him. And I think he's still one of those players that, say, a bit like who we talked about earlier, that scored, like Mitrovic, who scores against anyone. And Brighton just play it away now where they could be involved in loads of high scoring games. So I don't hate going with him, but I think there's probably someone with more upside. Then the second one is to get KDB in with Salah. Now, I've not seen many teams with both. Mm. Um, my my team value is not bad, so I can I can do it and not have the worst team. It, I, it would mean putting Enketia up front with Mitrovic and Haaland and no Darwin. But we spoke earlier about Arsenal maybe not suffering too much. And then White and I'd have four point three on a defender to go in with them. But this, this would mean playing White every game. So I'd play White, Cancelo, Trippier every week. Patterson on the bench with someone up to four point three. It's Mings at the moment. It could be, but it could be anyone else. And that would be Kepper in goal. So I don't know if that's a lot of giving up of, of better players just to get KDB in with Salah. I don't know if that's worth it, but it's on my radar to, as something to think about to get both of them. So I've not seen many drafts from anyone else with both of them. Yeah. One or the other, it feels like. And the last one is to get Kane in, but I don't really like this one, to be honest. Not, he's got Laporte in it because I, I, said, I do like double Man City defence and no one will do that either. And so Cancelo and Laporte, I think he's good. Um, but that is probably going to mean White on the bench, and I don't think Kane's really worth it, to be honest. So I will scrap that third one. But between the top two, I think it really comes down to whether I want KDB or not. And is it worth the sacrifices of literally all the other players to justify having him? You're not considered just <clears throat> just having Foden a bit cheaper and then... Yeah, that's... Well, say with the top team, if it comes to the point where I'm willing to release Rashford after three games... And if I went for Almiron now, not Trossard, I'd have a million in the bank and I could just move. I think I'd probably just about have enough to do Rashford to Foden. Mm. Then the Man United fixtures dry up. So you keep that spot open. I might even be willing to sell Robertson by then and downgrade as well. And then that would obviously free up some more money. So I think I could get to Foden fairly easy if I had, certainly if I had two free transfers going into the week when we want more Man City players. Um, hmm. I've got that uh, so I've got no Reese James because it just feels like I know he's in a lot of teams but I'm, I'm just not convinced he'll play enough games he's well they've got five fixtures in four game weeks and they're all fairly close together he's just come back from quite a serious injury it's an injury he's had he's been fairly injury prone let's admit for a year yeah probably not going to play in that many minutes across those he might end up playing three of those five games in which case you've lost the advantage you think you're getting I think you're not sure if he's playing wing back, right back, centre back in a back three. Um, I say Potter's teams at the moment haven't got great defensive numbers either. You're not getting the clean sheet as the, the basis of his points. Feels like you're punting a lot on attacking returns for a team that ain't scoring that many goals for a player who's injury prone and is going to miss some. So I don't quite get the hype with him, if I'm being honest. But, but he's one of those players I'm happy to take on, a bit like Kepper, I think, Reese James. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. I think um, just before he got injured, though, it was starting to look 
good, wasn't it? Like they had two good wins against Milan back to back, like just before he got injured, and it was starting to look tasty. Yeah. So I'm just hoping they'll just they'll just you know get back more to like that. But yeah, I do do take your point. But again, we spoke about Andreas being such a good first sub. Um, I, I absolutely don't expect James to play every game, but I just want him for the games that he does play, um, basically. And then if Andreas has to play a couple, then that's absolutely fine. Um, if he comes on as well, and if he doesn't start, where they throw him on for bloody fifteen minutes at the end and mm. get the sub on? Um, I, I don't know. He feels he's, he's kind of a bit of a Perisic, I think, from earlier in the season. He seemed like a good idea right at the start, and then I think people got frustrated fairly quickly with him. And I think everyone kind of knew that when he was in the team, he was value for money. But just the fact he was rotated a little bit, came on, came off, it ended up being more trouble than it was worth, I think, with Perisic. And James just feels like another example of that. Apart from the fact also he's guaranteed to probably spend more time in defensive positions, where at least with Perisic, you kind of knew he was wing-back or front three. Mm. James is more wing-back or centre-back um, with the same risks around minutes and formations. And I don't know. Yeah, it just feels like another Perisic, and do you do you want to be dealing with that? But so we'll take we'll take him on. I think Reece James. I'll, I'll move him on to Perisic if he doesn't work out. <laughs> oh, have a go at that. <laughs> I certainly never looked at Perisic as an option. A lot of people did though, didn't they? For game week one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, okay, on to Thomas's troubles. Well, he's not here ever. That's his trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he's always got three rotating players right one team's got Almiron De Bruyne and Darwin the other one's got Salah Bruno and then a dead striker in Greenwood um, I don't know what we think he hasn't he's again gone with five sort of powerhouse not powerhouse as such but not an obvious droppable defender in there no um, I guess it comes down really to whether he wants Salah or De Bruyne right yeah, that's it, isn't it? Basically, that is yeah. essentially it. Yeah, I prefer. I think right. It's obviously, the better team with Almiron and Darwin, isn't it? With De Bruyne, I don't think that's really that. Those three as a three are much better than Salah, Bruno, and Greenwood, aren't they? You think? Yeah, it's just yeah, it's a bit who's who's he benching though? What Andreas White and who? Dallo, maybe. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of a benching headache again. That one, but yeah, the the eleven would be. That's nuts, isn't it? So you said earlier, you want to, if you had Andreas, you'd be happy to play him every week. Is me saying if I had White, I'd want to play him every week. And there he's two permanent subs, and he's still got to bench <laughs> someone else as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, he's got my problem there, hasn't he? He's got a real benching headache. Depends what the extra money gives him. So let's just say he downgrades Dallow to a Patterson. That'll free him up 0. 0.8. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm looking at his team and thinking, what's he going to do with the 0. 0.8? Where's what player is it that? He needs to upgrade. There's not an obvious one, is there? No, he's got ability to put money into Mitrovic, I guess. Yeah, could he have like Robertson instead of James? A bit, bit safer, something like that. But yeah, I don't know what my feeling is for these teams with three strong subs. It feels when you can have a play in. It's not like we're picking two dead subs. We've got no hope of getting minutes. At least with like four million Patterson, I think he's going to play every game for Everton. So it's not. He's still a perfectly viable third sub to me. I don't. I'm yeah. To me, it doesn't seem like it's worth having five. Unless you're going to play what you're doing, mine and play you actually play five defenders every week. Then yeah, fair enough. Go with that. But if you're not intending to do it, certainly if you're intending to play three, 
I don't get why you wouldn't have the fifth as Bueno or Patterson, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. Bueno, yeah, Bueno started in the League Cup last night, didn't he, as well? Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, old old Kinder. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's, he's, that's a benching headache, isn't it? But, uh... It is. Okay. I don't know if you had any questions today. Obviously not. I any... didn't see any questions come in. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, good point. Let me have a quick look. I think... Um... Hello to uh, Squired, uh, or Squired Elisley, Alessi. Don't know how to spell that. And FPL Spartan. Spartan in the chat again. Yeah, Spartan's always in the chat. What a <laughs> lad. Um, the new, uh, Squired is a new person. Hello. <laughs> Lovely to meet you. We're just going to let Martin in check. Yeah, sorry. I normally I normally uh, stick them on the end, don't I? You do. Um, my um, my team has slightly changed. Right. Of course it has. <laughs> yeah, we do have a couple of questions. Um, so Neil Fairbrother asks, uh, what budget midfielder would you say is the best option? Garnacho, Somerville or Bailey um, to go with Andreas? Well, I, 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 Bailey's got two bad fixtures to start off with. So, but then he's got three green as what you would call it. So, it, that's a bit difficult. Well, yeah, well, isn't he, from yesterday, as he was yeah. he and Ramsey. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He's also he's also on four yellows. You're very good point. So he's not a great option. Somerville isn't bad. Um, who was the other one? Garnacho. No, I, I don't think Garnacho is going to get minutes anymore. So really, so if you're looking for minutes, somebody who might not be suspended, I'd be going Somerville. I think it hinges on Martial with Garnacho. I think the first three, front three now, if all are fit, will be Rashford off the left, Anthony off the right, and Martial was the centre forward. But then if Martial does suffer another injury, Garnacho probably does play on the left and Rashford goes up front, I would think. So possible. Seems like it's a bit risky without knowing what Martial's condition is like. I, I think you probably go Somerville for now, right? He's the cheapest as well, if nothing yep. else. And from, from a few Leeds people I've been speaking to, he's Seems to be first choice winger at the moment. I think he's possibly doubtful for Boxing Day because of maybe an injury, but I think he's played himself into being Leeds' first choice winger. So, do you score it four in a row? Did we say that yesterday before? Yeah. Yeah, probably him for now, I would say, out of those three. But I don't know if you want to play him every week. No, yeah. Um, Yeah, I assume it's for for a bench option because he said he's he's going to have Pereira as well. Um, and then Thomas asks, how many double game week players should we start with from Chelsea and Fulham? Uh, well, we've just shared our teams. So I've got James, Andreas and Mitrovic at the moment. Yeah, I've got Kepa, Reese, James and Andreas at the moment. Just I, I, just, I just don't like the doubles. I think they're poor doubles. The only thing I haven't looked at, I think... Planet FPL mentioned this and I haven't considered that, but I think Newcastle have got a bad game the week of the uh, the, the double, which right. obviously makes it a lot easier. if you start with Almiron and Andreas, it makes it a lot easier to find a bench option to allow Almer- to allow Andreas to play. I'll have to double check. I think James said that and I haven't double checked since, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. So benching Almiron for one week becomes a lot easier away to, I think it's away to Arsenal in the week that Andreas has got a double. So maybe them two are a good offset against each other. Yeah. To, otherwise, you're not benching, so you don't want to allow Andreas to play, aren't you? Probably. Yeah. Do you think um, 
do you think like in the not to start with but in the week of the double you'll you know maybe do like if you've got no other fires to put out will you maybe you know do like a Salar or one of your more expensive mids to Sterling for that week, or have you got any plans for a transfer to make actually just for the double rather than yeah, I'm I'm just so anti Chelsea at the minute. Um, so I kind of, if you paid me, I think I'd struggle to own one. Yeah. <laughs> but that could be foolish. I could cut that. Say that could come back to be a problem because I think a lot of people have at least have one of those defenders, and I say quite a few people have got two. Mm. Um, and I have considered Mount in some drafts because say, he's a bit of a flat track bully against weaker teams normally, historically at least. But I think the problem with, with Chelsea and Potter especially is they seem to change tactics like three, four times in a game. And I know these are professional footballers, but I don't know if they get confused or they're not quite sure what they're meant to be doing or something goes goes wrong. But it doesn't seem like they can keep up with what Potter wants them to do. And you don't know quite how they're setting up and who fits in what role within that and we well, it didn't. It didn't. Know what they're playing? It didn't all click at Brighton immediately for him, did it? To be fair, like they had a, they had a couple of seasons where they went, you know, on bad runs. Um, so yeah, maybe it will. It will take time for them to get used to it. I think he, he, he tinkers too much. I think you need the base setup and make some subtle changes within that. But these changes seem, at least to me, to be quite excessive and makes all their players quite unappealing at the moment. Even Reese James, he seems stupid that. I think he's a bad option at 5.8. Not a bad option, but an undesirable one when he's that cheap. Mm-hmm. I paid six million for him at the start of the season. Now I think he's too expensive at 5.8. <laughs> it's just a bit off, but I, I just can't see myself owning one because as soon as I get him for the double, I want him gone again. Yeah. You know what will happen? A Bamiyang will score a couple of goals before the double and then everyone, <laughs> everyone will get him in. Everyone will get him in. <laughs> and they'll get sent off. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. That's it. Oh, that's, that was it. <laughs> all, all the other questions were Sky questions, which we did yesterday. So, oh, come on, people, keep up. Ridiculous. Right, cool. Thank you very much. What uh, changes, Darren? You went to tell us, and then we went on to the questions. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I've actually removed. Uh, I've put Trippier back in for Luke Shaw. I've removed Almiron, uh, and I've got myself uh, a Ben Rama. And uh, Carrera, um, both West Ham. Because although West Ham started the game against Arsenal, after that, they've got Brentford, Leeds, Wolves and Everton. Who's the other one? Ben Rama and who? Uh, Timo Carrera. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'll bench them them for the Arsenal game and then I'll be playing them for the next four. I mean, West Ham's defence is a little bit... I don't know who's going to play because like Zuma, Cresswell, they've all got injuries or did have. Um, so I'm not sure who's going to play. So I need to see the first, who they put up against Arsenal, really. Uh, ben Rama, again, isn't always a starter, but I can't afford Paqueta. I don't like Fornells and Suchek and Rice are boring. <laughs> so I've stuck Ben Rama in and he's a bench option. So... He'll come off the bench, like, let's be fair. So we'll see. Yeah, tricky West Ham. No, I think Kara is probably first choice right back, and they'll play Agard and Zuma, I would think. Midfield's a lot more up in the air, isn't it? Who plays? Yeah. Um, yeah, I did I did look at uh, Agard, but yeah, he's too expensive as well. Um, so that's what I've gone for. But I also did think of when I looked at those four uh, four fixtures, do I do I do I get Scabacker back in? <laughs> 
Uh, no, I that's, that's, that's a no. It was a no. It's a joke. <laughs> he's, he's, I think he looks a really good player, but he plays for West Ham. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Very fair assessment. It's just some attacks you struggle to trust until you see clear evidence that they've turned the corner. Yeah. Villa in his camp as well, to be fair. There's probably half the league you don't trust their attack, I think. Mm-hmm. And West Ham are definitely in that in that group. I thought Ollie Watkins would have a good season, but yeah. I've got money on him winning a golden boot. That's uh, not happened. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty big bombshell to sign off with. I'd write that, I'd write that off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not happening. I think they've already written it off. I've got no I've got no offer of a cash out on that one either. I had Nicholas Bentner to win the golden boot in the World Cup. Well he retired that that was a stupid. He's yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Just as lightly as Watkins. Right. <laughs> cool. That's it. Let's wrap Love it, it up. Yeah, just over an hour. Well done. Spot right. on. Thanks, boys. Thanks, everybody. Cheers, guys. Watching, like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, yeah keep subscribing. <laughs> yeah, Cheers, yeah. guys. Bye.